Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. G'day, tradies in business. Uh, joining us today is Kim from Handy Girl Australia. Hi, G'day, Kim. Kim. Hi, how are you guys going? Fantastic. How Fantastic, are you? now that we've sorted the technology. <laughs> <laughs> we had poor old Kim on a hop. We, it just didn't work for us today, did it, Kim? We, we were just saying if you can't hit it with a hammer, we probably shouldn't be playing with it at all. Something like that, but, you know, isn't it funny how we rely on technology um, even to do the work that we do with hammers and nails and all that kind of stuff? It's so true, isn't it? It's very true. So we're coming to you today with a, a, a real tradie episode with our good friend Kim from Handy Girl Australia. I've uh, spoken with Kim quite a few times in my builder's wife career and Kim is one of the most interesting and inspirational women I think I have met in construction. Kim, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself so I don't balls it up and do a terrible job. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really funny because I think we're, I mean, you know, I, I consider that I'm pretty handy. You're very handy. And, um, <laughs> and yesterday, for example, a team of my, you know, a couple of staff joined me um, down in Melbourne for some training and waterproofing. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, we're lending our hands to lots of lots of little jobs that have to be done around uh, people's homes. Generally, domestic work is what we concentrate on, um, but. You know, we fall in between those gaps. Not necessarily tradey. Uh, I can get the trades in, no worries. But obviously there's this whole market under property maintenance where we've got to go in and, dare I say it, just tidy up after the trades have been, <laughs> uh, just fix up, just tweak a little, or we're doing the jobs that really um, uh, where a trade is too expensive to go in. Yes. Yep. Okay. And how did you come to be doing what you do, Kim? Well, I I think I've been handy all my life and uh, Dad's a a plumber Mm -hmm. um, and it was a choice, you know, do I do a plumbing apprenticeship or do I go to uni? Um, And obviously I I got into uni and so he goes, oh, well, you can get a career out of that. You don't really (laughs) want to be crawling under houses. So... um, so off I went and, and went to uni and, and you know, we I had to pay that debt back. So you, yes. you just start working. You do. But I, I, I certainly have a love for working, you know, on the tools. Um, I'm not that passionate about getting dirty. I don't think anybody likes getting dirty. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> what did you? I really enjoy, you know, working with my hands and problem solving. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you study at uni, Kim? Oh God, this will bore you to tears. I studied. I was a, a what we, what you'd call the uh, untraditional PE teacher. So I did PE and outdoor ed oh. and uh, environmental science. So it wasn't really a, oh wow, you know, wasn't it? Wasn't really a sexy choice back there that you had this <laughs> PE teacher who was into rocks and rivers and you know <laughs> that's really cool. Like that. 
And um, and so I spent a lot of time working in the outdoors. So I was a, an outdoor instructor, and that's probably what took me around the, the world. And but then I suddenly realised, oh my God, when I get old, I can't. I don't want to be the fifty-five-year-old PE teacher being slammed by the volleyball <laughs> on the court. And uh, you know, uh, let's just let's play dodgeball with the teacher. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, I, but I went back and I did a, a, um, a another degree in international development, which was really wow stuff that I was more interested in. You know how I was working in Africa, and we were really trying to solve problems um, that is that unfortunately still exist now. Mm. But you know we were building hearts and clinics and medical centres, and so I really got back to that joy that pure joy of being able to build and fix and and really bring a tribe with me. And, um, you know, because back then um, we really needed to have medical clinics or fix up the hospitals that had been run down. And, um, yeah, so it, it sort of threw me back full circle back into, you know, working with my hands. So how- yeah, it's a bizarre, look, it's a bizarre story, isn't it? It sounds oh, a bit, you know. I don't know. We've we've heard all sorts of stories here on the podcast, Kim. So, how did you transition from, I guess, doing what you'd studied or working in that field to what you're doing now, being a handy girl? Um, I ended up coming back to Australia because of September 11. Ah. Um, because of the um, the bombing, I was managing some projects um, in northern Iraq. Wow. And just figured that uh, that wasn't a really smart place to be. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> and so I came back to I came back to Melbourne, and um, I had I had people tenants in my house because I was going to be away working for a couple of years. And I ended up buying the only thing that I could afford was this rundown, bikey hellhole of a place, not far out of Ballarat. And I got it at a, at a fairly good bargain because who really wanted to live there? <laughs> and uh, so it's a drug. Anyway, I, I, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, but it was out of town. Yeah. And and I decided to renovate. I gutted it and started renovating. And then I started getting tradies. I needed tradies to come and do some things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a set of skills, you know. I'd been out building log cabins. I, I learned how to build um, Canadian log cabins. So I'd sort of got back to my that passion for building and making and destroying, really. So, <laughs> I guess, you know, you got to love demolition. You, yes. you, I mean, it's great. So I gutted this house. I renovated. Then I'd pull in the tradie to say, hey, I really need you to, to come and um, sign this off for me. Hmm. And I couldn't get it. I couldn't get tradies to drive half an hour out the bush. Mm. And I just couldn't. And then when they did come, I suddenly realized, oh, my God, I'm out in this bush all by myself. Now they know all my private business. They know who I am. Um, You know, I'm feeling a bit vulnerable here, even though, you know, I've been living in war-torn country. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just one of those things where it wasn't quite right. and, And so I... I decided back in 2006, well, let's give this handy girl a go. You know, I'm in between um, lecturing at the uni and teaching and doing all sorts of things in my career. And um, 
and let's just get handy. I've got a little van, I've got a whole set of tools, let's go, let's go help some oldies or some clients and off I went. That's an amazing transformation. I, I'm, I'm, I didn't know that, that that was part of your backstory, Kim. I'm quite blown away. <laughs> it doesn't really mean much now, you know. People ring us up and go, can I have a handy girl and yeah, can you sure. prune roses? And sure. you just go, yeah, sure, we can prune. Uh, I just had to put in a new shower. Um, unfortunately, a builder just uh, took advantage of a client, but I've had to pull all of her shower apart and, mm, and get it all done. But, you know, I've got those subcontractors like you would, Nicole, where you yeah. just go, hey, you know, um, can my plumber go over and do this or the tiler or the waterproof, whatever, yes. you know. Yeah. So, so it's, a, um, it's a really fascinating part of the industry that you're serving, Kim. I'm really intrigued to understand more about your, your market, I suppose. Tell us about who your customers are and how they find you. Look, we've got, we've got private customers, we've got commercial customers and we've got customers who have come through the National Disability Insurance Scheme. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably the reason, look, honestly, I had no idea how to find a customer when I started. No, no idea. I just knew that that I think I could help someone, and I think I can build the confidence of clients. Yes, that's what it was. That's what it's about. My my vision statement is still the same. We we need to build confidence, mm. and so we only take on jobs that we can confidently do, or Great. that we can confidently manage, or we can confidently finish. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Um, and so we've found because we're in Ballarat, you know, we're only in just over an hour out of town. It's kind of like being in Toowoomba, yes. you know. It's yes. not that far. It's up the hill, yep. down the road. Not far. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I did a lot of work, you know, if I, can, if I can give some advice to any of the tradies, you know, you have to work on your brand. And your brand has to stand up yes. outside of your of your name, mm. you know, it's not. They don't ring to. They don't ring to ask for me. They ring the office now for a handy girl, mm. whoever it is. Mm. So you know, back in the day, people knew it was me specifically, and they'd say, "Oh, can you can you come out?" Now they they don't care which handy girl's coming out as long as she's on time, does the job really well, the workmanship's great, and they're confident um, that the jobs the job that they've asked to be done gets done. I think that's the, that this is a really important lesson for our, all of our listeners. People don't really care so much anything about what serves, anything but what serves them. They want to know confidently that the job will be completed on time, on budget, and it'll be all yep. tidied up behind them. It's, it's yep, all of, all of those things. It's just your classic service model, regardless of, regardless of what it is that you're doing. Yeah, absolutely right. They don't care that you were late. Well, they care that you were late, but they don't care why you were late. They don't want to hear the story. They don't care that, you know, your Tyler didn't turn up. Well, that's really not their yeah. problem. They just want the right that's person right. there at the right time. So when you're servicing yeah. those points, your business starts to flourish. It's a pretty simple yeah, equation, uh, isn't it? Absolutely, 100%. I mean, as I said, it's not about um, when your business is growing, you – you really put a lot of effort in as the individual whose business it is. But mm. really, you're right. The client, 
couldn't care less about your backstory. No. They couldn't care less about anything else. What they care what they care about is is value and it's time and money. That's yes. the only two things that we've got because if we've got the time to do the job and we've got the skills to do the job, then, you know, what you're really um, valuing is, is somebody else's time to come and solve it for you. Mm. Yeah, very much so. And so- then what is your, what you know, what is your pricing? Um, how does it work? Do they get notified? You know, you, you then start to tweak how you deliver that service. Mm. So, Kim, have you, you come know, up against many – sorry. Um, have you come up against many uh, roadblocks or speed bumps in you know, getting the business up and running and, and developing that following? Yeah. Oh, look, I think, I think everyone does. And uh, I, I just started by myself um, at home. I, I, um, I basically – Decided to leave my very well-paying pay- career and um, and just chase down Handy Girl and go. Okay, I had this crazy idea in 2006. It kind of worked, but my biggest stop why I didn't why it didn't move in 2006 and 2007 and all that kind of stuff is because I didn't know how to find Handy Girl. Mm. I, I could hire a Michael, a Steve, a Fred. I could hand, employ every bloke under the sun, but but when they say I'm a handy girl and when they turn up to a person's job, uh, it's not quite matching, you know. Yeah. So I had, to, I had to be able to find um, awesome women who, who could do the job. And back then, we just couldn't. And so yay for technology. <laughs> when I finally sort of rebooted in 20, I don't know what it was now, 2014 or something, um, Hey, we, we had Facebook, we had all sorts of things and I could start putting out there my brand and what we were doing. And slowly but surely I've been able to get, you know, handy girl staff. So we've got we've got about twenty staff at the moment just in Ballarat. Oh wow. Just outside of Melbourne. That's so, amazing. Yeah, but you you know, you've gotta you've gotta be able to build the confidence of these mums who like one of my builders and the mum. She hung up our tool and picked up the apron, basically, and um, and I had to sort of sweet talk her into saying, "Well, all your kids are at school now. Let's let's get back on the tools." Wow, that's I, the vision that you have had, Kim, is just it's quite mind blowing. It, you've taken a really simple concept and you've turned it into just I don't I can't even have the words for it. Not only are you revolutionizing an industry that's typically male dominated you're empowering and educating and encouraging fellow women to get up and give something a go and you're providing a service a much needed service to the industry and to consumers alike it, it's it's a fascinating little I suppose vision that's turned into a project for you well, you know, when, when I look at my competitors, I've got, I've got gyms. I mean, you know, yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind giving them advertising space because <laughs> they do, they're, good at, they're good at doing what they're doing. That's you know? right. Yeah. Let Jim mow lawn. Let Jim do whatever he does because yep. he's doing a lot of things. He's everywhere. Yep. And then I'm up against, you know, hire a hubby. Yep. That, yes. Um, yeah. You know, some women, there are a lot of women who have been, uh, some of our clients, uh, the last thing they need is a bloke in their lives because yeah. they've um, yeah, they've been point. hurt. Yep. yep. Um, they've been, you know, they they have experienced violence. So the last thing they're going to be doing is bringing up anybody's, you know, hubby. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, but that's their branding put on them. Um, you know, we're, we're up against, we're, I'm up against 10,000 handymen. Mm. Really? Yes. There are a dime a dozen in every, t- in every town, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. The uncles, the dads, and, and, and I don't have a problem. They're going to keep on getting their work. Yes. But the market certainly has dictated that they want to have a, a, a different option. Yep. And for instance, you know, our feedback coming back is that they're really impressed that we schedule, we're on time, we do the job. If we don't, we tell them, we're honest. We're, and, and these are attributes that every tradie's got. Yes. But we're, I don't know what we're doing differently, but it's, as a service industry, I think we're just um, better at providing the service. Hmm. Well, it's without wanting to sound. Uh, perhaps sexist. I think women are better at those service type roles and businesses than men because there's just that emotional understanding and emotional intelligence, I guess, mm. that, that women have and just the communication skills as well to relate to other people better and understand their needs and fears and all that sort of stuff. Whereas blokes are, we're pretty black and white and we're a bit dumb when it comes to tuning into our customers and, uh, you know, what their fears are and that sort of stuff. We tend to be a little bit ignorant to some of those things. So it's, uh, you know, it probably makes sense in a lot of ways. Mm. Well, I think I think that we, I mean, one of the challenges is that I, I just used to do use my diary, you know, pull out the diary and somebody would say, can you come over and you flip the pages and you go, yeah. And then, and then I went to Google Calendar and then all of a sudden I'm like, um, we're getting demand for services, and and so now I've had to use an app. And there are there are, there are lots of apps out there that a sole trader, a single tradie could use to look uh, more professional. Mm. And you know, you've got your accounting systems now, so you can mm. go into a job, do the job, push the button, and you know, almost be paid on the spot mm. if you were organised. Mm. Or you say, hey, you know, I understand that. Um, it may not be pay week for you, so how about if I give you 14 days to pay? Great. Mm. And I'll send you an invoice. You know, if, if budget, you know, it's not about picking up cash today. It's about saying, well, I want you as a client, valuing you as a client, not just today because you've rung us, but I, I want you to ring me back. Yeah. I don't want to have a one-off job. I don't, I don't want to be, you know, just doing one off and then I've got to chase my tail to get another quote, mm-hmm. to get another job, to, to do any of those things. You know, it's, it's a repeat business um, and it's building the confidence of that client that they know that they can call on you. Yes, absolutely. The confidence of the client. That is the key. And I think that something that we all forget when we're talking tradies is it is a service-based industry. All of this is service-based in that you need to yes. be servicing your client. It's not just about getting the mm-hmm. job done. It's about so much more yeah. than that. It's providing the service. It's ensuring that you leave the client feeling good about the job that you've just performed so that you do get those calls back. I, I know it's little and, and maybe it is this emotional quotient thing, you know, what what makes women different to men. I, I don't know. I don't really know, but... But my mum said, you always need to do something little. You know, there's got to be a, a little piece of um, love that you give back to your clients that they don't expect. And a simple thing would be 
you go, you go past their, their letterbox and you see that it's full of stuff. So you grab it and you take it to the front door and said, and go, look, here's your mail. But I just walked past it, but it was sticking out. Or, mm. um, you know, sorry, you know, can I clean up? Can I clean up after myself? Yes, you can. <laughs> the client would be saying in their head, but they might end up saying, no, 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 it's fine. You, and, and that's when you say, no, look, I've made the mess. I'll clean it up for you. Absolutely. And if you want to clean it up after me, well, that's fine. But, you know, it, take, right. your, take, your boots off. take your boots off at the front door. Yeah, wipe your feet. Yeah, wipe your feet. Um, you know, you, you're not necessarily there to, if you go to have a cup of coffee with them or something, you know, you, you don't charge that. No. If you're choosing to sit down and have a rest, sit down and have a rest, but don't be charging them. You know the half hour. Yeah, that's right. Because you want to have a you want to have a chit chat. They're simple little differences, though, aren't they? That do make a big difference. Yeah, look neat and tidy. Um, you know, sometimes I've got to explain that I've got to send a male tradie over uh, to my clients, but that's what I do. I yeah. have to ring these women and give them the option to say no. I I don't want you know. Which is great um, because sometimes they don't. I totally understand that. But if you give them the option, then they have the power. Yes, exactly. And and that's service. Hello. Hello, service industry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like I said, I had no idea how to get a client and how to get a customer. Mm-hmm. And it's not as if I've got all this experience. You know, I, there was no way when I finished school I was going to go into the retail business because I, I just couldn't do it. Sure. But it's fundamentally, you know, good manners. We we do our best. We we're responsible. You know, we're respectful. Um, if we say we're coming and we make a commitment, we get there. And it's the little crappy things that matter. It's the little things like, oh my God, my battery drill is has died, and I don't have a backup. Well, yes. Uh, I don't have those screws on me. Uh, I forgot. You know, and that's all good and fine. When you've got a good relationship, but when you're trying to win a client, you want to make sure that you, you know, you you're pre-guessing all the things that that you're going to need. Uh, otherwise, you do the job that you have to, and you go, okay, I, I will be back because I've, you know, I forgot a tool, I forgot something. Mm. And again, it's about being honest about those things instead of passing it off as something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fess up. I don't, you know. Um, like I rebuilt this lady's shower, but um, I don't have my waterproofing license, so I said I'm going to refer you on to. Yes. You know, and we do it all the time. I've got a mate, I've got a tradie, we know someone who we who we respect and we want to give them work to. Mm-hmm. So I go, here. here's two or three plumbers that I want you to call. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. But you know what? If I had a handy girl plumber... I'd be, I'd be, she'd be working all the time. There's the call out, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah. If there was a handy girl painter and a handy girl anything, really, I'd be like the line in there all the time. Lady tradies, handy girl need we're, you. So is yeah, that, is, is that part of the plan, uh, Kim? Like, because I'm standing here listening to this thinking, you've got 20 handy girls. <laughs> yeah, uh, in Ballarat. You're in Ballarat. Uh, there's this whole country of Australia. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Handy girl. Like, what's next yeah. for you? Well, you know, I didn't call it Handy Girl Australia, or I didn't call it Handy Girl Ballarat. You know, I, ta- I called it Handy Girl Australia because I reckon we need to have a 
a handy girl in every town. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we've got tiny little towns, you know. You've got, I was going to say Indrapilly, but Indrapilly isn't that tiny. <laughs> <isn't>. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, you know, you could have a, a Mount Omni handy girl like a queen bee, handy girl, who's got some business now, she can organise and, you know, organise a little handy girl team and set them off working. How fantastic is that? It's bloody brilliant. That's what it is. So um, so we're working on the moment on and, – and look, I'll – I don't know if you're going to have Jim listening to this, right? <laughs> I don't think Jim listens to our podcast, okay. no. Well, you never, you never know, right? But I can remember I I ran some corporate training for, 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 for him and his team <laughs> way back when I was a young sort of outdoor instructor. And, um, and they actually offered me a job. And I went, oh, as if I want to work in the head office. Back <laughs> <laughs> How the tide has turned. <laughs> yeah, why should I do that when I'm going to have my own company? No, yeah. I didn't. I didn't think like that. But um, I did say, well, actually, I think can I can I have can I be uh, you know in the business? Can I have my little truck and go do my little jobs? Mm. And back then they said no. Silly, silly. Because I'm because I was a woman, right? Yeah. Really, they go, "Well, you're not a you're not a Jim, you're a Kim." I go, "Yeah, I am." So, and the answer was no. But I could go and work in the head office, um, and that really struck me as, well, you, how how can that be? Yeah. But I thought, you know, one day I will make something where women will have the same opportunities as you blokes. Mm. Um, however. Um, Women are financially disadvantaged uh, because, you know, women, I think women think about finances differently. We're, we're not going to sacrifice the family home on a business idea. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be very diligent about what we have and what we don't have, what we can afford, what we can't afford. You know, we're going to put our families our family's needs above our own. And that's why we stay home and be mums and do all that mumsy thing uh, while the breadwinner goes out. But when you're a single mum or you've been divorced or, you know, other things happen, you choose not to be in a relationship maybe, um, you just don't have the finances to have a franchise license in a in something like those other businesses. Mm-hmm. So, so we've been really working hard to go, well, let's get a license, um, a really simple entry license for, some, for a woman who, who's got that business now or that woman who just wants to be, whether it's a cleaner or a gardener or something else, and let's just get a, let her hit the, hit the ground running, but we'll have the systems behind us. Yes. Mm. And so we're proving that. We've got our systems in place. Our licenses are almost ready to, to roll out. But we don't want to financially cripple. So, you know, it, it, this could be one of those only business. you know, I can't believe I'm going to say it, but it could be one of those only businesses where you, where you can lay by your business. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And even for bloke. Well, even for blokes, you know, how do you how do you come up with your two hundred grand to 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 get into a franchise? Yeah. I mean, you're not. I mean, it's mm. a huge risk. It's mm. massive um, risk. 
But we've got we've worked on our we've got some national clients and customers. We've got our local ones. So you know, yeah, you got to find these handy girls though. You yeah. know, if you go if you've got any leads out there for women who can drive business and work on tools and be supportive and get it, we'll train them up and and let them loose. It's fantastic. There seems to be a bunch of them on Instagram these days. Da- well, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, well, look, there's a bunch, but there's but how many handymen are out there doing the same thing? Mm. Yeah. But they're, but they're not growing. It's not as if they're growing their team. They're still the sole trader, and, yes. which I was, you know. I'm not bagging it out. It's just that I, I just had a bigger vision and um, just kept on working towards it. Yeah. A lot of people... Uh, they, you know, for whatever reason, they choose not to get into that business side of things because as we talk about on the podcast and as we hear from um, tradies in business everywhere around the country, it's, you know, business is challenging, particularly if you're doing your own thing. And to be part of a group like Handy Girl Australia obviously would be a massive boon for anyone who wants to run their own enterprise, but perhaps reduce some of the risk and the headaches of uh, all the other stuff that goes along with creating a new business as well. You know, you've got to get a name for yourself and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, that would save women a a heck of a lot of work in that regard. Kim, you mentioned uh, some of the other trades. Um, Obviously, you know, you're only working in the, in the Ballarat area at the moment. What's been the response from some of the other trades? The tradie blokes, all the tradie blokes that I know. So I, I went back and I did my cert for construction management years ago. So, so the guys have been knowing a lot of the tradies have been knowing me for a long time around this area, and they're more than happy to get work from me. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they are. <laughs> um, but then they're not threatened by us. You know, we're, we're not here to take work away from. From the traditional tradie, and um, you know, we we need them and we love them just as much as you know our own staff. So, you know, but they have to meet. They really have to meet our our model, which um, is fantastic. That's what you're known for. That's I get why that would be the expectation. Yeah, because we're only you know, and this is a good le- lesson, but we're we're only as good as our last job. So true. Mm. Mm. You know, so so every job really matters, uh, and every job I send out to a subcontractor really matters. And yeah. and you know, if they let us down, they, they're letting down themselves. And then then I've got to try and cover and find somebody else to to um, to to get that service done. So you know, it goes both ways. I mean, I've got to look after them in the same way that that subbies have got to look after us. Um, you know, we love learning. Um, we're, we're trying to run sort of training, in-house training sessions for the girls. So as I said yesterday, we were off doing waterproofing. Um, we've got weatherboarding training session coming up soon. And, you know, my, my, the handy girls love learning. That's not a bad thing. No, it's brilliant. So Kim, uh, sorry, just there's a bit of a lag, so I don't want to talk over the top of you. Um, what's what's been some of the, or has there been any, uh, I guess, moments or decisions or situations over the years with Handy Girl and the business side of things, where you know, if you look back now, it's like, oh, I wish I'd done that differently, or I, you know, I wish I'd made a different decision there. Has there been any lessons like that? Yeah, 
there's a lot of there's a lot of decisions that I say no to. Like it's really good to say yes, oh yes, we'll do that. Yes, we'll come. Yes, we'll. But I tell you what, some of those yeses, <laughs> you wish it was a no yeah. when you get to the job, you know. Uh, be, and but because you've made a commitment to be there and do it and do the best, you know, you just muck in. And so you get these days when you just come home and you go, we're absolutely knackered. Where you know it's taken four of us to go and do the job that I thought might have taken two, and. Um, but there's a real satisfaction when you overcome those, the physicality of a job or mm-hmm. the challenge of a job because you didn't really know what it was. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you can't, you know, we just can't get out and quote anymore. Like quoting, I don't know how the blokes do it, but it's, we find that incredibly hard and often incredibly unrewarding. <laughs> Very much. If you don't get it, you know, if you yep. don't get that quote and you put in all this hard work and effort, mm-hmm. um, it's tough. It is it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. And sometimes we have to charge for us to come out and yep. do a quote because what they're asking of us isn't really a quote mm. at all. Yes. You know, and you just go, well, look, I've just wasted three hours of my time that I'm never getting back and mm-hmm. my time's valuable. So here's my invoice. Thanks very much. Absolutely. Yep. Because you've got to, you gotta, if we don't value, if we don't value what we do, who else is going to value it? We've just recorded a podcast on that exact point. (laughs) If you don't value yourself, who will value you? No one. Mm. They just won't. Yeah. So so I don't mind um, quoting and sending an invoice where I think it's appropriate for them to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And if we don't get the job, but at least we were paid for wasting, not wasting our time, but, you know, sometimes it is. Sometimes it, it is just a... Oh, we're just checking the market. Well, we don't we don't have time to be playing checking <laughs> checking the market. No. Yeah. Um, yep. Um, so the other thing that I that I really wanted to ask him, you mentioned you've got twenty handy girls. How yeah. on earth do you manage and lead and monitor and supervise and motivate that many people? Um, our HR. Um, you know, who, who uh, a handyman, you know, you're going to have an HR sort of strategy? Probably not. You just go, who's who's out there? Let's get them on the job. Yeah, I, need yeah. a, I need a fill-in. But for us, we, we, um, we're now getting women who are applying for jobs that don't even exist, and so we put them on a waiting list. But we really have to um, go through an interview process, have they got police checks, what qualifications have you got? And we've got some pretty well-qualified women mm. doing some pretty um, interesting jobs. Like I've got a retired principal who's a gardener. I've got nurses and teachers who are cleaners. I've got, you know, chefs. I've got all sorts of people. Hmm. And then I've got my builders, my gardeners, the horticulturalists. And so you try, you're looking for a certain type of person. Yeah. You don't have to be a master unless we're looking for the for a tradie. You know who's who's got that special certificate or credential, but at the end of the day, you've got to be part of a team. Mm-hmm. You've got to have work ethic. There's a, there's lots of things that you don't have to have qualifications for to be a great to be a great worker. Mm. I, I've got some women who work for me who never really finished school, who, who 
who hate reading and writing, but yeah. I tell you what, they're on time, they're organised, they do a ripper job, you know, they're great at what they do. Mm. Why wouldn't you employ them? Mm. Mm. There's a lot to be said for a yeah. good attitude. Yeah, and we've got a really good app, so I know where the girls are going, they know where they're going, they know the clients, they can call me any time except when I'm doing things like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's generally when my okay. phone rings the most is when I'm doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you've got to be able to um, you've got to be able to be there to support them and have the right tools, but they've also got to look after, you know, the tools that the girls go, Oh, we broke the mower today. I'd be looking at them sideways going, in, and how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, Kim, what's, mm. what's, your, uh, what's your legacy? Like, what do you want to leave, um, not just in business, but, you know, if you, if you fast forward a bunch of years and look back on uh, your endeavours, what legacy are you looking to leave? Well, I'd like to think um, that we've got a business model um, that supporting women in whether it's rural places, regional Australia, um, metro suburbs, but we've got we've got a, a network of handy girls who are employed or managing their own business with our support, but they're employing uh, other other people. Mm. You know that they're employing other women or supporting their local economy, but they're helping they're helping people. So, you know, I really, I really do believe that we're going to have handy girls all over Australia. Um, and if we can do Australia, well, we'll just go back to my little hometown in New Zealand and we'll just get handy girl New Zealand or we'll get <laughs> handy girl America or, you know. But, um, but for us, you know, I've got women now who have, who have got their first job, they've got their first super, they've got their first paychecks, they're paying off the mortgage. They're paying the kids' medical fees. The kids are going on camp, and their kids have got a handy girl as a mother who's mm. proud to, you know, be working. And and yes, we will have apprentices one day. But I reckon all of the kids, you know, we counted them up. We were laughing yesterday. Oh well, you know, we've got all these handy girls, and how many handy girl kids and grandkids have we got? <laughs> and there's a lot. But there are. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm thinking the Christmas party this year is going to be. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I don't know where wild. we're going to have it. Yeah. But you know, you've got you've got this whole generation of young children growing up with their mums who are putting on a uniform and going to work and doing some hard hard yards. Yeah. And so, so one of the girls goes, "Yeah, I think one of my daughters wants to be an electrician now." You go, "Oh, that's amazing! That's awesome!" It's a great legacy. Mm. It's a great thought. And it's through your direction that this will come to light. I, it's your passion. It's your direction. I can hear it in your voice. I can see it in the structure you've already created. I see big things ahead for Handy Girl. I'm wondering when you actually I'm, sleep. I'm <laughs> oh, no, no, no. no. I'm, I'm pretty good. You know, you, you have to learn. It's because I'm over 50 now. I feel as if I'm, you know, the wise thing I was around when they landed on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas you two are not. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're not far behind you, Kim. <laughs> but, you know, you go, I, I need to work. These are the times that I, I work. And then when it gets to like five o'clock, 
six o'clock at night, oh, I'm not working. Yes. And on the weekends, no, I'm not working. Yep. You know, mm. we work really hard all week. Mm. And if, if I wanted to have a weekend service, no doubt about it, we probably could. Yep. But I'm employing mums, and all of my mums don't start work until after nine. And between nine and three, we've got six hours to just go gangbusters and work as hard as we can. Mm. Look after oh, yeah. our clients and work as hard as we can. And, and, and that's our model. Yep. So I know that when my mums leave the yard at 3.30 or half past three or four o'clock or whatever it is, their day's done. Yep. You know? Mm. They oh. don't take the work home. Well, if we didn't finish, we talk to the clients. We'll go back another time and do it. Mm. It's just setting those rules in place and uh, and sticking to them and, and not feeling like yeah. you need to change them to suit other people. Correct. Well, I, uh, I'll i be very surprised if we don't see handy girls all around Australia very soon um, just listening to you and uh, and it just as a business model, you know, I'm standing and thinking, holy crap, this is, this is going to go wild. Mm. And I think, you know, in terms of timing the market, uh, you know, you've certainly hit this at a point where there really is um, a, a, a rapid emergence of the lady tradie you know there's there's so many young girls out there entering the trades there's you know instagram celebrities that are tradies and ladies and um you know it's awesome to see that it's it's uh you know if you want to do it you can um and and i think it's awesome that you're also providing an opportunity and a pathway there for for mums for you know women that want to have a go at a business and uh, and don't want to get stuck with the traditional, you know, typing or whatever the hell it is <laughs> that women are supposed to get. Data there, entry. So. Data entry and bookkeeping, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doing the hubby's books. It might be the other way around. We might have uh, oh, yeah, that would make handy so girls happy. and, and the, the tradie hubby is at home doing yes. the bookwork. <laughs> that would be yeah, awesome. Yeah, you, you just never know. You, you blokes might love, fall in love with unpaid labour. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'm pretty handy on a mop. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Awesome, awesome. Hey, we've got we've got a young fellow who's just joined our team. He's doing um because I'm an ex teacher and stuff. He's doing his structured workplace learning with us, and and you know I've got a I've got a nephew. He's six foot seven. He's a chippy. Holy! And every now and again he goes he goes oh I'm coming up to Ballarat. You got any work? So I go yeah, go on. Go on, Jackson. Go be my handy girl. Yeah. And he puts on his uniform and <laughs> oh, I send I him it. out to do work. But one day he, he turns up at Mitre 10, got an account there, and he's standing at the I mean, he's a, he's a unit and a half. He's like, you know, centre forward, Ruckman, whatever, you know, giant, massive dude. <laughs> um, and he's standing there. He goes, oh, can I, can I get these things and can you put it on handy girl's account? Well, I get this phone call from Mitre 10. <laughs> Hey, there's this bloke here <laughs> who's <laughs> trying to get seven. trying to get some materials out of it. On your account. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, my brilliant. account. And I've gone, oh, for real? I said, is he told? He goes, this this guy has got to duck his head to get through the door. He goes, he's, a, he's massive. And I said, oh, yeah, just ask him. Say, oh, are you handy girl, handy girl Jackson? And say it really, really loud. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And he's standing there going, Yes, yes, mate. Yes, I'm a handy girl. You know? <laughs> 
No so doubt he's got we, a big, deep it. voice too, being that tall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know. Oh, that's awesome. So, Kim, well, well, if... Thanks. Thanks for what you had to say. I appreciate it. It keeps me going. You no, know. no, it's, it's great to have truth, you on. Yeah. Um, but before you go, you got to you got to tell listeners where to find out more about Handy Girl Australia. What's the best place to go to? Yeah, seriously, just Google it. Just put it in because uh, we we've never paid a cent for all that S-E-M-E-S-E, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I love the ambivalence about. You've uh, nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we. Um, yeah, no. Nah. If you just type in Handy Girl Australia, we're we're on. We'll be number one. You're on everywhere Google for sure. You yep. are everywhere. Yeah, so. Just look for the pink and purple. So, yeah, and that's just branding, guys. You yeah. Know? yeah, that's just branding and hard work, and you know, get you up there. There's awesome. no shortcut to success. No shortcuts, unfortunately. No, I wish there was, but there's not. <laughs> <laughs> you can yeah. make it a and smoother only, ride. Um, yeah, and only spend what you've got, you know. Yeah, don't very don't true. don't get loans. Don't get you know. Don't do any of that. Just if you've got it, then you get it. If you've got no money, forget it. Very true. Save it. it. It's been an absolute pleasure having mm. you on the podcast today, Kim. Thank Thanks, you so Kim. much for making time for us. Oh no, I appreciate it. And you know, if I was a little bit more tech savvy, it might have run a little bit. No, smoother, it was but perfect. I really appreciate it. No, Thank no, you. That's and awesome. I, I'll swing by and see you when I'm in Mount Omni next. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> We'd love to catch up. How's she up for a coffee? Yeah. There's probably a few Sounds jobs like we could get you to do while you're yeah. there. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty. <laughs> a few squeaky hinges and loose windows. Yeah. We'll get my little handy girls on, on the job up there. Look, it's a typical builder's house. There's plenty to do, don't you worry? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, have a good one. Thanks, thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for being again, here, Kim. Kim. So there you go, Jim. If you're listening, uh, <laughs> you uh, you might have knocked back a good business partner there, mate. I think uh, you made a mistake, Jim. <laughs> but yeah, I'm um, I'm pretty sure that uh, give it a year or two, and mm. we'll see Handy Girl Australia as. Uh, you know, one of the next big brands around the country. Well, that's um, massive structured growth in what mm. four, five years, four yeah. years, four years. You know, in a smallish regional yes. area. Yes. So yeah. if if there's that <laughs> many away, actually in a regional centre, imagine what that's going to do once it hits sort of some more. Uh, I don't know metro areas, but um, so keep an eye out for Handy Girl Australia. The website is handygirlaustralia.com.au, but it is pretty easy to find. Kim and the team there. Um, got some pretty cool videos and stuff going on. And um, speaking of team and, you know, being part of a community. Oh, hey, Segway Day. There you go. You're nailing this. Uh, you should totally check out Tradies in Business on Facebook. Now, there's a couple of things you need to know about this group. First of all, it's free, so it doesn't cost you anything. No more. Uh, second of all, you have to be a tradie in business to mm-hmm. get in or a tradie. you got to be a tradie. You don't have to have your own business Or a tradie yet. partner. Or you can be a tradie partner. Because we can't say husband or no, wife we can't, but or I'll spouse because be, not everyone's married. But I'll say spouse <laughs> in, in any loose format that that takes for you. Uh, but you could be a tradie mum who's helping out your tradie son. Yep. Or you could be a tradie son who's helping out your tradie mum. Uh, so if you're a tradie, uh, head on over to Facebook groups, look for tradies in business. We're the only one there. And um, three quick questions prove that you're a legit tradie or tradie partner. 
um, and we'll let you in. And there's more than a thousand, I think we're up to 1,200 or something in the group now, mm-hmm. tradies in business that are all pretty much networking, helping each other out, answering questions, asking questions, sharing stories. Uh, it's an epic group. They're just all-round awesome people. Um, there's no trolls. There's no haters. There's no, no self-promoters. Nope. There's nobody selling shit in there. So um, head on over because uh, it's pretty easy to get value for money out of that group. It is. <laughs> it really is. And um, and Coxie and I hang out in there occasionally and we do post some uh, free content in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have some of our partners running free web classes and all sorts of stuff. So um, it's a really cool group and we're just really passionate about teaching you how to be as good at business as you are at your trade. There you go. <sighs> I've used it twice now. It's going to stick. Um, So, yeah. We've got so many catchphrases. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you want to learn how to run a better trade business, um, tradies and business is the place to do it. So, uh, thanks for tuning in today. Um, If you're a lady tradie and you're handy. Give us a shout. Yeah. We'll put you in touch with Kim. Go check out Kim. You might want to start off the first one in uh, Townsville or something. Mm. Jumper. (laughs) I'll have a chat to the missus. Yes. She might want to quit her career. (laughs) Well, she's tall. She's tall. She'd be good at putting on she could, roof sheets. I was going to say, maybe <laughs> the <blocking>. light bulbs. <laughs> I could uh, use her in my house. We're both short asses. I hope she doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> I'm going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> I think we both will. I'm going to go now. Bye. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.